quantum physicists hypothesize that we are living not in just one universe, but one of many universes. Every action produces a reaction, but not every reaction is set in stone. For instance, if you were to be playing pool and you hit your cue ball against the eight ball, that eight ball could go in a multitude of directions. In the universe you're in, you see it go in one direction. Now these scientists are saying that in another universe, a parallel universe, an alternate universe, that eight ball could be going in a completely different direction. Maybe the eight ball doesn't go anywhere at all, turns into a big chicken, runs away. That's possible, especially if you consider that there are an infinite amount of alternate universes. So that means every time you've had a near miss, like you, uh, maybe you're walking down the street and you almost fell, you tripped, almost fell, caught yourself before you did, there is an alternate universe where you did fall and you smashed your face in. I mean, by that logic, there's also an alternate universe where you tripped and fell and realized that you could fly and continued flying into the atmosphere. That's totally possible as well. Why in God's name am I talking about alternate universes, you may be wondering. I don't know. It's just something that pops up in my mind. Uh, something that popped up listening to this podcast, uh, or the my interview subject, I guess you'd call it. That's so formal. Is that... All right. I started off talking about alternate r- realities, and here I am. I, okay. It's, uh, it's been a while. It's f- January. It's been like a month. Okay. It's January uh, 26th. There was a... Uh, uh, no. It's the 27th, isn't it? Yeah. It's the 27th. There's supposed to be a big blizzard. In New York City, three feet of snow. Historic proportions. And there wasn't. I stayed home from work. <laughs> um, well, I also put in my time, put in my time at work, put in my notice. And I'm on, um, you know, I quit. I quit. Quit my job. That's, that's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to have quit my job. Um, I mean, right now, you know, I gave notice, so I'm just kind of coasting right now. I'm just taking the check and helping my replacement take over and I'm just ah oh, it is just it's nice it's a nice feeling freeing you know working in an office that's that's not good it's not natural most of us are though you might be listening to this in an office right now just to get through your day of sitting around waiting for an email to come sitting dying you don't want to be reminded that you're dying every day do you no you just I'm going to forget that. Every day, I mean, literally, you are dying. One is, I am, we all are. In a multitude of universes, we all are dying every day. Recent studies have shown that sitting exacerbates your health by creating premature nerve death. So you are actually dying even faster by sitting. Ironically, by sitting still, you're actually causing your body to break down faster than uh, if you weren't. You know, like if you were just walking around foraging or whatever the hell it is we used to do. You know, I think it's just we weren't built for this sedentary lifestyle. And now we have the technology to figure out what it's doing to our bodies. It's killing it. We're dying. All of us, we're dying every day. For what? 
sit. Well, look, I have a family. You might say I got I got bills to pay. I got I got and I get it. I'm not saying you got to quit your job. You got to do whatever. You know, I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying some people are not happy. And they sacrifice that happiness for security because of some sense of duty, something. And then what happens? Uh, you die. Then you die. And maybe there's something you really love to do. Maybe there's something that you dreamed of doing. Maybe there's something out there that you just, you're like, man, if I, if I had all the money in the world, I would do this. Or if, I, if I didn't have any responsibilities, I would do that. And then one day you're going to die. And if you're lucky, I guess it's an accident, like something falls on you, you have no chance to really think about it, but uh, in an alternate universe, you may be laying there on your deathbed with plenty of time to think. That's one of my nightmares, just laying around on my deathbed, plenty of time to think, and just thinking about all the things I could have done. I thought, oh, I should have finished that goddamn podcast episode with Jimmy Sun that I have this week, this episode. This, okay. It's uh, uh, tonally, I feel I'm all over the place. I apologize. I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this in a while. I don't know why. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because of my soul-sucking fucking job. I mean, there's holidays, whatever, but fucking job, man. It just it takes a lot. It took a lot out of me. It takes a lot out of me. It uh, working in general. You know, like I, I'm not. I'm not a normal person. I'm a sensitive soul. I need to be uh, doing comedy or making movies or something. You know, something creative. Fortunately, it's that's not really um, it's not an easy thing, you know. Like in order to live a creative life, you have to support it in some way, right? Unless you have means, you gotta you gotta pay the bills. I have student loan debt. It's part of the irony is I have a lot of student loan debt because of the dreams I pursued, which are now preventing me from fully following my dreams because I have to have a job in order to afford the student loan payments but the okay that's boring okay i apologize again it's the new year man i just quit my job i feel i feel free am i interviewing for other jobs sure will i probably have to take another job yeah but you know what for now fucking free man this this is one thing you know i could do i i 2015 for me is all about making stuff. That's what I want to do. I want to just make stuff. Make stuff happen. I that's just make things. Just make something, please. That's all. I'm writing stuff. I'm writing now. I got I got two two TV pilots I'm writing, I'm working on. I got fucking I got things going on, man. I just submitted a packet to late night. Look, man, things are going great. Everything's the stars are aligning. Jupiter and that's not a star. That's a planet. But you know what I mean. Do you? I don't know. You may not. These are the ramblings. Ramblings of a poor, sad little man. <laughs> man, that's not true. I don't feel poor or sad. I am rich in spirit. Um, not spirits. Been drinking a bit, but I, I'm going to cut down. Cut down on the whiskey. Cut down. Started vaporizing. That's good. I stopped uh, smoking. I haven't really smoked. Started vaporizing. There you go. I'm like grown up, huh? Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, it was time. Okay. So, 
Joining me today on the podcast is Jimmy Sun. Jimmy Sun is uh, he's a comedian. He's a funny guy. He's a uh, comes from this office background that I was just talking about, the soul-sucking office background. He spent 12 years as a project manager working for banks and shit, making computer infrastructures and shit like that, getting paid all kinds of money and then continually getting laid off because that's just America. Yeah, the thing about America, after working in the corporate sector for these past couple of years, the one of the things... I've learned is that the nature of American business nowadays is you do really well, you make sure your company, you get your company to the top, and then you just hope that you get bought out, baby. Merger time. That's the big hope. That's the great green hope just to cash out. It's crazy. You know, it's like we don't, what's being made? What's, uh, you make money, but that's it. Then, anyway, so that's one of the things Jimmy and I talk about uh, in this episode. We talk about a lot of things. Jimmy's a pretty funny guy. He's not, um, I would say he's not conventional. Uh, he is not your average human being. Mm, not your average Korean-American guy, even though he we have shared experiences. We're on the same age, all that stuff. We also have a history of uh, mental illness. And uh, the only thing that we don't have shared is he was apparently uh, a basketball guy, really good at basketball. I am terrible at basketball to this day. Suck at it. I'm not really good at uh, anything athletic. I mean, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I don't think I'm good at it. You know, I think I can make it hard for you to kill me. Uh, I'll make you work for it, but I don't really consider myself that good. But that's really, I don't really, that's not what I'm in it for, man. I'm not in it for for being good. Uh, <laughs> I'm just in it for um, just being a better person. That's just all I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out what that is, right? Be a better person. Uh, I feel like the best person I could be is, uh, I guess me. I mean, just being honest, man. Not fucking bullshitting about what I want to do with my life and just fucking do it. And if I fail, that's cool. I'll do something else. What the fuck is going on? This is a 10-minute introduction. Barely introduced the guest. And I'm doing this weird alternate universe self-help thing. I hope you're still here. So... I am gonna start the the podcast. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start the podcast. There's an alternate universe where I nailed it. I nailed this intro. There's an alternate universe where that happened. But perhaps in that alternate u- universe, I also have stage two lymphoma. So that's that's just the unpredictability, the uncertainty, of this whole thing. Heisenberg. Okay. So joining me today. Jimmy Sun, comedian, all-around interesting dude. He's got a uh, GoFundMe. Find him on GoFundMe.com forward slash Jimmy Sun. Without further ado, please welcome my friend and guest, Jimmy Sun.
We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin from our on-the-spot passport. Oh, my gosh. The music just turns me on. For me, personally, I feel like I don't drink enough water. You want to finish that one? Yeah, let's finish that. Um, so, yeah, so we started. Um, hi. We started. Yeah, we started. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. It's uh, it's the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, your host, Rojan Kim. Joining me today is Jimmy Sun. He is Sun. Sun, is that how you pronounce it? Sun? Yes. Sun is fine, right? Okay. Yes, sir. Jimmy Sun. Comedian. Um, so what? He's Korean. <laughs> I don't know what I'm mentioning that. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right, guys? Are you judging him for it? Well, there's no need to. Um, but he's uh, he actually had me over to his place to do his podcast. And then, like an asshole, I was like, hey, why don't we do mine since we're here? And uh, time is money. So, boom. Yeah. Maximizing uh, the efficiency of our recording time. Um I'm here in New York City with Jimmy San. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Jimmy is doing great. Um, Loving life. What is uh, so? What's like? Um, so Jimmy, so you're a comedian. Do you consider yourself a comedian, or how would you qualify? Because that's how I met Jimmy, by the way, at open mics. So I met Jimmy open micing. I just want to get that out so that I like to say entertainer. So Jimmy, you're. When did you? Is that when did you realize that's what you wanted to do? When I hit my first jump shot, three pointer. Basketball? No, when did, uh, like two years ago. Okay. Two so, years ago. So two years ago, you yeah. Had, not uh, the jump shot was a joke. Oh, I thought you were like a fucking basketball star. Would've, that would have been I awesome. I actually basketball was my first love. Was it? Yeah. So did you ever play? I was good at basketball. Like what you what position? I played uh, more of a small forward type of shooting guard. I like to shoot the ball. Okay. So you're a good shooter. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why <laughs> you were in that position, though, right? Because that's yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. what – that was your thing. Um, and then what did you not uh, – what happened? Like, what did you uh, – I incorrectly got cut from my uh, basketball team in what do you high mean? school. What do you mean incorrectly? Uh, incorrectly, I shouldn't have been cut. I was. Oh, I was, I was, <laughs> no, but, like you mean by from your, in your opinion, you shouldn't have been cut. No, general consensus at the time. I mean, uh-huh. you know, we didn't take a big poll, but yeah, I was. I was one of the. I was one of the better basketball players in that school. Wait, can you hold the mic a little bit closer to you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, much better. There okay. You go. Yeah, you sounded a little far away. Didn't okay. want people to think that uh, you were running away or something. That we were distant. Sure. Yeah. There you go. So okay. Basketball, so you yeah. got cut. The fuckers cut you. How old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen years old. Oh. Sixteen, maybe. Oh shit! High school. Okay, that's crushing. Were you crushed? I mean, was I it, cried. Oh, yes, yeah, fucking crushing. Yeah, it sucks. But then you just that did that fuck you up for basketball, like for good? Like no, you I, I, still, I still played because that was my first love. You, you but still yeah, play. I just didn't play in the organized team. You didn't want to do team bullshit. Did you? Is it okay? Why do you think you were cut? Um, because partly was because I, I, I kind of, maybe I wasn't like, I played football as well. So that was kind of a, um, I don't, th- he actually told me the year before, he's like, Jimmy, you're going to be the first Asian player on varsity next year. Wow. 
Uh, and then I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I got cut. I, I definitely played better. It was just, he, he, he went with like the youth movement and I wasn't that tall. You know, I was just a better player. I may not have had the, um, Wait a minute. So they, you were told they told this, uh, this guy told very you that sore, you were gonna sore, sore topic in my life. Yeah, they fucking told you and I, then was like, sorry. Yeah, he just cut me. I was one of the last cuts. Uh, you know, when you, get, you do that, when you get cut from a team, you don't necessarily like sit there and argue with the coach. You leave. It's kind of right. like, yeah, but I was still upset about no, it. Whatever. I still hold a grudge. Well, it sucks to build it up like you're going to be the first Asian guy yeah, on the whatever. varsity team. He Good couldn't. for you. And then you're 16 when you're fucking a yeah, kid, man. That fucking sucks. I moved on. I know. Uh, I, I obviously, Actually, not really. Obviously. <laughs> not really, to be honest with you. <laughs> Somehow we if came I, Honestly, if I was six foot four inches, uh-huh. I would be in the NBA or so, would have had an NBA career. So you're discriminated against because of your height. Do you think your height he liked, certain- He liked taller people. So you don't think it had anything to do with it being Asian? Asian? No. It's more I, about no, height. I, I think he, yeah, whatever. It, it was a mistake, first of all. That's the bottom line. Why would he do that? Well, that's so irresponsible, so especially, like, if you're working with kids. So that's yeah. like, I feel like people Very, are, you, He set the expectations, exactly. I, I learned that in my younger career. You, it, It's all about setting expectations. You can't tell somebody you're going to be on the team and then cut them the next year and expect them not to have fantasies about pulling out a rifle and shooting them in the head three yeah, times. And, and not just a person, a fucking kid. Like the whole point is that a it's, 15 it's a, year old, innocent, it's a Jimmy son. There you go. And now look at him. And he's trying to become a comedian. He's not trying to kill anybody. He's not, he's not, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, you know how different my life would have been if I would have made the NBA. You know how life, you know how much different your life would be right now if I had played in the NBA? Oh, yeah, I could be dead. That could be the No, rea- this podcast reality. would be, you know, if. Uh, oh, you think that in the reality where you become uh, an NBA player, everybody's successful <laughs> as well? Cause, no, we, cause you'd be, be interviewing me. Uh huh. Just as we are. Oh, I see. But you'd be a fucking NBA guy. Well, the reach is a, the reach of an NBA player is a looking- lot larger than two amateur comedians sitting there in Manhattan on Sunday at five to four or whatever time. Wait, it is. but would you be open miking? Like, how would we even meet then? At that doesn't point? matter. But it that doesn't doesn't, sometimes <laughs> the devil is not always in the details. He's, man. Oh, okay. Why not? Because there is no devil, literally. Phonetically, racially, culturally, in the details. There's nothing. Devils don't have anything to do with details. Do you, is there any kind of food you don't like? Like onions or... Do you any like, food I don't like. Yeah, is there anything in food you don't like? Do you say, like, leave out the I'm onions not a big or fan of the, that. What's that green stuff? No, it's not kale. The uh, the stuff they put in the chipotle rice. What's that stuff? The, the Cilantro. V- Cilantro. Very popular. P- hate that stuff. Why? Ridiculous. Does it taste funny? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't taste good. Does and it taste like soap? Too- How does yeah, it taste? It tastes like I don't want to eat it. Well, <laughs> no, well, You know why? Because there's actually a genetic thing, a gene some people have that makes t- cilantro taste terrible. Like so, you might actually have. Maybe I have gene. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you don't like it. So, do ex NBA players have that issue? <laughs> some might. I don't know what the percentage is, but uh, no. you know, it's a probability. But uh, so, if somebody gave you some shit with cilantro in it, wouldn't that be the devil? <laughs> the detail. The detail. Wouldn't you want that detail taken out? Would it? Uh, no, I could spot green in right. my food. Right. But it would be. It would have an effect, though. I just have my assistant taste tester for me. Oh, like uh, fucking the kings and shit. Yeah. Would they get poisoned and they would get like the, the taster would get poisoned and die. And then the king would be like, oh, shit, someone's trying to kill me. 
like one of those guys? Yeah, I don't trust people. Yeah, I'd have like four levels of taster. You have four people tasting it, so you have to order like quadruple or like at least double your portion so that you account for four. I never thought of it. I like uh, that. I like that thought. Having to order double sizes? Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, you got to live. If that's how you're living, you, you could be on the payroll. You want me to be on the? What would I do? How? It doesn't. How, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Right now, now the devil isn't in the details, is There's it? No do you need the details? Yeah, I want to know what. What I, if I? What if I'm gonna pay you two hundred grand a year? For what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, duh. <laughs> that's why. What it matter? What? <laughs> I'm not just gonna do whatever because you named a number. I would want to know. I think that's responsible. <laughs> it's not crazy. It's that I'm sure there's tons of people. You could who'd be, be like, part. You could be head of the uh, the. Uh, hmm. I'm already skeptical. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already like he doesn't even know what it is. He doesn't. You even could be know in what charge of. How does he have 200 grand? The unconscious health. I'm in charge of the of. He's like everyone involved. So he was sort of waving his hand in that yeah. pause, indicating everybody. Um, so like an entourage, ha- unconscious like an entourage of everyone. That sounds terrifying. That sounds like the internet or sort of the dark parts of the internet. Okay, your job <laughs> will like be a- to keep the ice cold. How about that? For two hundred grand a year, would you do that? Keep the ice cold, yeah, like in the, the Arctic cold. or the fucking in general the freezer on the tour bus. On the tour bus, yes. For two hundred grand, I keep the ice cold on the tour bus. There always has to be ice. And it has to be cold. I'm more interested about the tour bus I'm on uh, rather than the ice. What's this tour bus? What are we doing on this tour bus? I mean, do we? Uh, you need to know everything that's going on in this tour bus. We're going to be yeah. hanging out. We're going to be touring. So it's you. Okay, you're in charge. You're the boss. Right? Yeah, personally, me, my... I'm not going to be on the tour bus at all times. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's. So you're paying me. <laughs> you're paying me to be on a tour bus to keep ice cold. 200 grand a year and you're not going to be on the bus and i don't need to know what the bus is for you know what though <laughs> if you if we don't have dreams what do we got uh well that if we don't have dreams what do we got nightmares we had nightmares or i haven't had a nightmare nightmare? <laughs> i haven't had a nightmare in like three or four years does that mean they don't exist i i've uh yeah i actually haven't had one in a couple of years I have think. you ever had a recurring nightmare not really no you gonna hear about my recurring nightmare? I used yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about um, it. In a in a very small bathroom, you know, about four foot by four. Generally, you know, I am. Uh, the lights are on in the bathroom. I'm locked in. Up to my neck are kernels of uncooked rice, <laughs> and in order for whoever to leave this room, you have to give the exact number of uncooked kernels of rice yet the fact that you're up to your neck in it the only way to do it is to count one and eat it because there's no place to put right when you count one Mm -hmm. where you're gonna put it Mm -hmm. and i used to have that dream wow that'd be a cool uh horror movie scene sounds like like a total k horror j horror i don't want charm (laughs) (laughs) well they're out there (laughs) and you just described one that sounds well. That sounds terrible. Sounds like terrible. Uh, what do you think it means? I'm a very extreme person, so you only have one shot at counting it correctly. And if you don't, then you're stuck in this bathroom for the rest of your life. But what do you think it actually? I mean, 
what, what do you feel I better get like, my shit together and when I get that one shot it's time to shine so you feel that's like it's a I metaphor mean. for the preparation you need to undertake when the opportunity comes like just in case when the opportunity comes you're ready no it's a very <coughs> no it, to be truthful what does it mean that's kind of like my outlook on life and it's very it's a very dark outlook you only have one chance and that's it for what to make it happen to live i guess I don't you only know. have one life is that what you mean you only have one chance like the, it seems like you're talking about a specific opportunity or are you that's what i'm trying to what is the chance i'm a very extreme person it's either one it's either black or white like uh-huh. if i'm gonna like like obama is a yeah what i mean he's half black and half white whatever yeah I mean, it's not a big deal it is. <laughs> so you're an extreme person. I'm sorry, I interrupted oh, your like, thought. Oh, like I guess it's something person. like I don't know if like I re- if I got into like exercise, I'd, I yeah, I'm an extreme person. You're an extreme person, and you feel that it's all or nothing. Yes. And you got to give it your all, or else you deserve nothing. Or it's always my fault as well, because I'm the only person that's got to count it. I'm the only. There's only no one can help me. Right. So you feel ultimately responsible. I feel alone, yeah. You feel alone. Yeah, alone. Well, that is pretty existential, you know. It's like the whole existential thing of being ultimately only responsible for what you your actions are. Yes. That's that's all you really are, and then you die. And so that's what you make the ma- most of. I haven't thought of that deepness you just talked about. Really? Yeah. You haven't? Are you? Did you grow up religious? Uh, no, 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 no. No religion in no your religion. family. No? I mean, no, no, <coughs> not really. And you is that, yourself? No, I don't really. Is that where your those thoughts came from? Your religion? No, I don't have. Uh, oh. Well, the one I'm making yet, I'm trying to. Uh, you know, it's, it's not ready, so I'm still cooking it up. But um, <laughs> no, existentialism, man. Like you know, it's fucking. Uh, it's just uh, French dudes. Uh, Existential, yeah, man. That's too, that's war. way too like touchy feely like you know touchy I feely i have i just <laughs> i i try to no, yeah touchy feely existentialism i'm just trying to get through the day honestly i'm just trying to, i'm just trying to take it day by day i am just trying to smile maybe for 30 minutes of the day and just rest my head on the pillow at night and i'm good okay all right so two years ago you decided <laughs> Hey, I want to be a comedian. What made you, or entertainer, comedian? Is that when you did your first open mic? Yeah. Okay. When what did you? What made you decide I can do this? Yeah, as opposed to not ever doing it. Yeah. You know, what, what made you? Decide I just to kept do it? getting myself fired from these corporate jobs, like, and I really I hated it for like ten years, but I I really was like I was only doing it for the quote unquote stability of the paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I just got laid off, and then I just didn't start looking for a job, and I said, I should try stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happened. So it just popped in your head? Yeah. I mean, you know, people generally said I was funny, but not really. I mean, but yeah, I just kind of was like sitting here in New York City. What the hell am I going to do? And I was like, yeah, I, just, I took a class at Gotham Comedy Club. That's I looked it up, mm-hmm. and there was a class, and I took it. Uh-huh. So And, and you liked it? Yeah, 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 I li- yeah. I loved it from the beginning. Actually. Loved yeah. it. He loves it. Yeah, loves being it. on stage. Loves it. Yeah. loves it. I mean, we are comedians. I mean, you have to love it. I mean, otherwise, it's 
No, but like after college, I spent 12 years of doing something else besides not being on stage. Right. And nothing, it doesn't even compare to what I did for 12 years. So the joy, so the joy that you feel on stage. The natural feeling, the natural emotions that go through us that we can't control anyway. Mm -hmm. So then 12 years, what was that like? Was like every day, day after day, sort of. What was that like? Yeah. That was. How do you. I would call it a learning process. That's what I would call it. Uh huh. Yeah. Like school. Learning about like learning about myself. I learning think. about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, being an adult and stuff. Uh huh. And then so you decided you don't want to do that shit anymore. I I mean I hated it for like the last ten years I was doing it. What I only stayed in it for like the stability of it. So what it like, what is it that you did? Like what is this? I was a project manager project for manager. information technology I information guess. technology yeah. okay so like say companies like hey we want to start this new computer system uh generally yeah like come in generally. and be like here's some kind of shit like that okay. yeah we could build that for you for 20 million and we'll do it in two years and yeah yeah blah, 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 and then yeah. you get some guys and they yeah but start. it was within banking so that kind of also created the atmosphere i was in so ah ugh. i mean did you so you know, to be honest with you, I was just going. I was just going through the motions, so I was fine with it. I was just uh, kind of. You didn't feel anything. Yeah, I was, just, <laughs> I was just talking to people. I would just walk around the office and talk to people all day. That's all I would do. Right. I mean, generally, yeah. So you didn't really feel like, oh God, I hate this, or no, I felt it. You did. Feel I felt it. it. Yeah, but the, but the the feeling of thinking I needed the stability was much stronger. Makes it well. That's isn't that most people that right? I mean, that's absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. totally. I feel like that's just, uh, culturally we are all kind of compelled it, like to be afraid. We're like, ah, oh, we gotta be secure, and what am I gonna do? But you know, I mean, this like, is the bottom line. I, I'd say what eighty percent of the people in in this, let's say, in our country, work in an office, maybe fifty percent, sixty percent. Those people don't want to be there. Yeah, who wants that? But that's that's Some most people do, but most people most don't. people do that and i'll be i mean that's bullshit if they tell you they want to be there not because they want they they yeah whatever well, i work in an office now and uh we're getting acquired so layoffs are coming layoffs are coming and it's just it's so obvious that it's like you do a good job and you don't really get rewarded what happens is the company gets bought and then you get laid off so that's what you're that's it. it's basically a big fuck you to the workers right you're just like um well, that's what happened to me. I'm kind of like, whoa, whoa, the major reason why I'm staying on this job is for stability, but I got laid off. The, the last three jobs, I got laid off. Yeah. So it's kind of like, whoa, what's stability? I mean, yeah, I got a severance package. Obviously, that's nice, but what stability is that? Yeah, exactly. So, so all right. So then uh, off into your comedy world, you decide. Okay, so. So you're in this IT world. How did you get into that? Were you like, is that something you studied or was that, how did no, you just, that was just, just working? Uh, I was in college, and I was, like, going into my senior year, and I just said to myself, I want to get a job before my first semester ends, so I don't have to do anything my second semester. And consulting was kind of hot at the time, and my sister, who's two years older than me, Uh um, went into that industry as well she hated she left right about a year into it but i that i that was my only real touch with the corporate world so i just applied with them and then oh. interviewed and got a job oh man i was i never thought of what i wanted to do with my life 
You just thought about it getting I a job. I just thought about getting a job in bank, quote-unquote banking or New York City or whatever. Right. Because yeah. that's what my parents wanted me to do, which was cool. It's not a bad plan right. if you want a normal life. I, but I can't, I can't live a normal life. I've realized if I'm sitting here with two kids and a wife and we, I got to take them to parent-teacher conference, I got to get excited about the kid's birthday, I, gotta, I, I wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't be. I, I would be. I just. It's not me. You'd it's not be, for me right now. You'd be a bad father. You feel like? I feel like I would. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't take care of myself. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I can barely take care of you know. If I ever have kids, I think it's going to be if I'm super rich and I'll just spoil them and then be able to leave them money. Nice. Then you'll just have a bunch of spoiled kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go, everybody. Get rich and have some kids. Uh, that's <laughs> Jimmy Simon. Um, what's uh all right so what do you what do you um you told me that you wanted to be a talk show host one day yes or an and you see yourself as an entertainer and as opposed to just comedian um what is that distinction what where do you make that just a comedian entertainer yeah yeah i mean like is it because you have other things besides comedy that you're interested in doing I feel like my stand-up comedy is is uh, some of it is performance based. Uh huh. You like acting? I feel, I feel like I, whatever. What do I know about comedy? But I feel stand-up comedy is a performer's medium. That's the bottom line. If you want to be good at a stand-up comedy, or like it, it, it's a performer's medium, you definitely obviously need to have good material and shit. But mm-hmm. you look at the most popular is a so. That's where it's like, I think. For whatever reason, the natural way I deliver stuff somewhat, it, it's somewhat of a performance. It creates. That's why I, I don't know why. Yeah, there's other stuff I want to do also. Yeah, so so that's why I want to. Yeah, so it's not just comedy. I feel like. So that's okay. So you didn't have any inclination for any of this shit at all, like while you were no, growing up. No, because I really played just... sports. I was more of like an. I played more sports. Okay, that was kind of my thing for whatever reason. And so it's just random. Just literally, I'm just trying to like pinpoint. Yeah, really, like, people it just ask, doesn't, Yeah, my best friend asked me random. the other day the same thing, and it really was just like, yeah, let me just be a comedian. Yeah, it's like some fucking like a uh, asteroid from space could have just hit you on the head and suddenly you're like the hey, only thing ever was someone once told me this famous announcer once told me I had a good voice for radio uh-huh that was the only that's the only ever like entertainment slash performance media slash so that but that was like a while ago right I don't yeah it's I guess it's yeah okay so fuck, that's crazy. How did you get into comedy? You saw Chris Rock and you said, "Yo, I want to be like that." Uh, nah, man. Like I just uh, always, uh, I feel like I was always funny. I, like you watch. Oh, you always thought you were funny. Did you yeah. watch like comedy? I never watched comedy movies. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch like, like those movies with Adam yeah. Sandler and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, 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 and I don't I even, I don't want to even like insult you, but that stuff is just so not funny to me. Uh huh. And, well, and I'm now. not even. Yeah. Like when you're then, a kid, then oh, you were I never funny. Won. I was always yeah, a, a serious taste thing, kid, but yeah, serious. But yeah, I wasn't. So you always thought you were funny, huh? You thought you were one of the funnier kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that being like a ham somewhat? Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, a definitely. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely like to act too and perform and all that shit. So I, I mean, I kind of went into it wanting to act, and then realizing that that's not. I didn't know you wanted to be an actor. At yeah, first. yeah. I wanted to act, yeah, but then it was kind of like I knew that it's not going to be great. Part wise, but I also was yeah, interested in out there. creating the material myself and making a film. Um, 
Speaking of that, and I'm sorry for interrupting. Uh-huh. That's what I love about comedy as well. From nothing to something. I mean, that's everything, though, isn't it? Isn't that the Big Bang, or isn't that like? Uh, no, I, I I worked anything? at I worked in an office for twelve years in mm-hmm. life, right? For those fourteen years, mm-hmm. I never created something from nothing to something. Oh, in the office. Yeah. Well, because that's not a creative path. Like it's yeah. just life. It's still life, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't feel like the projects were something from nothing. No. Did you feel like that was something? As you know. Most office workers do the least amount of work necessary to keep their jobs. Uh-huh. So what would so you? So they ain't not, You know what I'm saying? Like you, right. what we do, right. comedy, right? When you're ready to do that performance at a big show, you don't get that feeling in an office. You don't get one sixteenth of that feeling. Oh, of course in not. What if you could restructure a business to include that kind of juice? What would you? What would like? If I gave you just like, here's a budget, just make it happen, what would you do? I w- it wouldn't be a, in an office. So yeah, like, like what, would what would you do? What would what would it be? What would I do? I'd yeah. sit there and count my money, I guess. I don't know. That's all I would you do. You wouldn't do anything? You, I, so I'm, you not, I'm not going to think. I'm not going to create a way to make business So it's more never going to be fun? Well, bus- there's, nothing, be there's fun. nothing fun about business. There's nothing fun about business. There's nothing fun about business. It's no- about money. There's nothing fun about money, guys. Uh, I mean, I agree, but there are some people who have a blast, I guess, right? Some people dance, like they love sales, sales people. <laughs> like Those people, people are have a, BS. Who make that. That's, you don't yeah, think exactly. that's real? That's you don't BS, think no. that's real? They, yeah. They're excited about selling vacuum cleaners. Cha-ching. No, they're excited about getting the $20,000 bonus. They don't care about the vacuum cleaner. So no matter how they get it, it wouldn't matter because it doesn't really matter about so, yeah, That's Honestly, that's my attitude toward life right now. You don't care how you no. get it? get money How, is it are you working like what is your do you, yes i'm working you work okay well there you go are you still doing the same shit or you no. do other shit you have other income sources okay he's nodding in the affirmative right, i just well, think that like you know I, I and it's i have no i have no issue like i'm not trying to like judge people that that do that but people that i know that love their jobs uh-huh they make real money. Like a shitload of money. Real money. Right. And when I say real money, it's kind of funny. There's there's people out there that don't even know about, like, summer houses. You know what I'm saying? What's real money? What's an income? Let's just throw it, out a number. Like, in 2014, like, yeah. when, when I say real money, and those are the people that really love their jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pulling in like twenty million a year. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. That's real money. There you go, twenty mil. Yeah. I mean, some go. years are better than others. Well, some years you wow. only make five, and then yeah, but that's, that's real. That's they love their jobs. Well, yeah. Um, wow, you could actually give twenty families uh, <laughs> like you could change their lives forever. You're like twenty. You I was talking to my more, friend. I was ta- okay. you know we talk about devil wow. in the details and, and knowledge is king and all that stuff. That's what is the most saddest. I feel like uh, what our society is, is forget about a person getting the opportunity to succeed. They don't even know it exists. <laughs> and that's the saddest part. Because number one, we don't choose our parents, right? Mm-hmm. So you get born into not, you could get born into something. How do we, this is what I always say. How do we know that every kid 
that didn't have the opportunity. How do we know that that kid wasn't going to have the cure to cancer? People would look at it a very different fucking way. Yeah. If somehow, and that's the way I look at it. You don't get cho- you don't choose your parents and you don't choose the skills you get. How do we know that one kid that didn't get a chance that got thrown away, that got locked up didn't ha- wasn't going to be the one to get cured for cancer? And you can never tell me that that isn't a possibility. And that's how I look at that. And that's sad. Yeah, well, that is it's sad for those cancer people also. Around. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that maybe that's maybe that's that's what's getting them back in then. Right. It's very possible that a kid dying of cancer could have grown up to cure cancer. Totally possible. That's but, a big thing that pe- I think we always forget. We don't choose our parents. I feel like people, people, the way people talk these days is like, oh, I, I work so hard. No, you don't work so hard. No. No. You didn't. Right. Yeah, we all come from somewhere. You can't choose your parents, but you can choose what home you put them in. So just uh, <laughs> that's just if any nursing homes want to sponsor this podcast, oh, ner- oh. feel free to reach out. Rojan Kim. <laughs> Find me on Twitter. Um, so, all right, man. Yeah. So it's true. Fucking you can't choose your parents. Can't fucking do any of that shit. But uh, so then what? Like, what do you think? Like, uh I'm trying to make my life as extravagant as possible. Live extravagant. And then we're going to have big parties. And I'm not, I'm not even going to be at the parties. That's the funny part. Live extravagantly, have yes. big parties, don't yeah. even show up to the parties. Not even be there. That's like a pretty good recipe for success in yeah. good time, I think. People will be talking about you. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jimmy so is amazing. Yeah. Where is he? I don't know. He's just oh, like Who that. doesn't like a party? Hey, yeah. People like the very definition Free of a party. Free drinks? Yeah. But you know, there's nothing free in life. That's why. There's always, always was something there. in the drinks? What? No, just in general. <laughs> like, I'm oh, not going to have you at the party for nothing. Like, what's the reason you're going to be there? What's the reason? Well, what are connections? Networking BS like that? Oh, networking and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, so every it's a calculated move. Every invitation you get to Jimmy Sun's party is a calculated uh, Isn't maneuver. everything in life a calculated maneuver? I Whether don't know. It's like taking a shit? Do you calculate your shits? Sometimes I do. Some people do, some, actually. Yeah, some people do. I don't understand yeah, the right. people that are like, I always take a number two every morning. That's it. Once a day, every morning. I'm like, oh, that doesn't seem right. Once a day, every morning, that's all. Sometimes yeah, I don't. Like you should nah. Shit more. Sometimes I stay up late. Some people say that you should shit like for every meal. I don't like, so, I don't like talking about feces, to be honest. All right, we're going to move on. Just <laughs> not talk about feces. <laughs> Moving on from that. Um, <laughs> All right. You ever so you ever go, grow compost in LA in California? Uh, I have not grown compost, but I've composted and taken the compost to somewhere. Why do you have strong opinions about compost? No, feces goes to compost. You know, compost is close to changing the subject. Changing the subject from yeah. feces to compost. Yeah. Um, are you uh, big? Uh, environmentalist do you care no about? absolutely not i don't <laughs> recycle i actually just threw about 12 plastic containers down the chute just in a bag yeah about an hour ago or individually yeah like were they, were they gatorades yeah kind of like those kind of bottles yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean don't tell anyone but right yeah okay well um do you know yeah well i don't know what I don't believe that. You know, with all this recycling stuff, I think they just put the garbage together anyway. Eventually, they do. That's what I thought. I thought that that's what. Uh, 
and honestly, we only got about me and you. We only, I only got about forty more years on this earth. Uh-huh. So you don't believe in recycling. I only got forty more years. You man. don't believe in recycling, or but you don't believe in things like climate change, or you don't even care. Like I, try, even, I, try just, to, I just like try to simplify my life. Is it because of your mortality? Like you recognize your limited your lifespan. I guess in a way, I thought I spent fourteen years in doing something that really just I did not want to do. So now I got to make the most of it. Uh huh. All right. Um. So where are you from, man? Are you from? Uh... I grew up in Astoria, Queens. Oh, you grew up in Astoria. And then at 12 years old, I moved to uh, Scarsdale, New York, which is in Westchester County, a affluent suburb of New York City, you would say. North of New York or something. A little north, yeah. A little north of New York. Okay. And what was, uh, do you like it? there where you, scarsdale yeah do you i when we i loved it there because uh we just i i we had like a one bedroom apartment for four people and then we kind of we moved into a house uh-huh. um that had like a front yard it was like a back, so it was like great at first you know like staircases and stuff love that uh-huh. R- rug staircases yeah yeah i remember that yeah How so old that, you said you're 12 when you moved there 12 or 13 something like that yeah. okay um and that's different from Queens, right? That's yeah, but we, you know, it was funny. Also, my dad owned a restaurant in the South Bronx, uh-huh. so I actually spent a lot of time there, like working and stuff in the summertime. So that kind of Astoria Queens, I would say, was like kind of middle class at that little. It was all Greek people. I don't know, whatever. So, um, but the South Bronx was great. That's it was like in the yeah, the South Bronx was crazy in the mid eighties. Uh huh. <clears throat> Crime, drugs. You gotta eat. So that's what you're around. You, you grew up around. Yeah, yeah. Because she owned this store at that point. So yeah, like go work there in the summer. Oh, did your dad have a store? Yeah, it was like a restaurant. It was like oh, a fast restaurant. food restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, my dad had a like liquor store. We call them liquor stores. Like, basically, they'd have to work there and shit. Yeah. Like so it was kind of a stereotypical. My dad. Yeah, he owned a store. Common Korean stores. Yeah immigrant experience of having to work work your kids uh, yeah we, i worked the it yeah i was thinking like you know i mean wor- you know work and so what'd you do like tables or no nah, i used to i used to cut the potatoes cut shit oh, okay so labor that kind of labor just like yeah, yeah. clean up and stuff whatever yeah. yeah um yeah it was like i didn't have anywhere else to go yeah kind of same thing i mean we weren't poor but you know we did all right and then we moved they kind of we moved to scars though because of the school system uh-huh but it was definitely a very different to go from Queens and the Bronx to Scarsdale was crazy in sixth grade. I mean, they had like organized sports teams. That was like, I was like the most amazing. I showed up there like they had in Queens, they had just, I had just joined the first like little league team. I wasn't, there was no like, uh, you go up to Scarsdale, they have like, they had these like A and B teams. They had like 27 sports. It was crazy. It was great. Uh-huh. Cause I love to play sports, but yeah, it was yeah, like, super into that. It, it's just a different, it was it was crazy. It, it was definitely <laughs> eye-opening. I'm talking about real money. Like, real money. That's what I'm talking about. Real money. But No, the real... Actually, the real money... Scarsdale is somewhat new money. The real money is in the Anglo-Saxon old money. That's the real, real money. Yeah, you know, you're talking about, like, landed wealth? Like, fucking yes. Rockefellers and talking shit? About like like owning, talking like, about, like, islands off of Massachusetts yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, that's the real money. But, like, generally in our... Like, when I say real money, it's like $20 million a year you're making. And those are like the people who run their companies, the companies of the super rich or whatever. 
some there's some people in finance that make that type of money, but most people generally own their own companies in a certain way. But it's mostly financial people that make finance, that type of money. Right. So, I, don't, I don't know entertainment people. Right. Mostly finance. Right. Or they own their own business. Finance, or they definitely own their own business. This, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I, I heard that uh, the global 1% is something like if you make over 35 grand US, you're like part of the one, the global 1%. You're like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I never, I mean. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes I mean, sense. people it's in India are well. getting uh, dentist work done on the streets. That's I was in India. That's where they do, you know. They like, do dental work on the streets? It's like a third in, world country. Yeah. Like in the old days? Yeah. They still do it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. China. Parts of China are still like that. Parts of there are parts of America that are gonna devolve into what we call third world. And America. I hope never to be there. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to be there. Uh, I don't know how well I would fare in the middle of America if it devolved into some kind of like you know yeah, Mad we, Max yeah, type situation. No, yeah, you, yeah, we're yeah, we're not in the good I would side. Get raped. Yeah. There would be raping, and perhaps my corpse would be raped. I don't know. A lot of raping. I feel like necrophiliaism. Possibly, that, yeah. That's, that's what, yeah. Necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was on a basketball a rec league. Speaking of my basketball talents, I was on a team called the uh, Necrophiliacs Against Cremation. Nice. NAC. Nice. Wait, is that a school team? They let you. Know that was like a rec like league team. Oh, yeah. right. We were trying to be. Okay. That was like the, okay. the cool, that was like the craziest thing we could come up with back then. Sweet. Uh, how old are you? Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Old enough to drive. Well, that makes sense. That's pretty sophisticated, I guess. Like, uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's sophisticated enough uh, to be shocking. Um, but uh, so how would the people find you out in the Internet or whatever if they're interested in looking you up? Like, what is – you got a website? Twitter, at thejimmyjuice.com. Or no, at the Jimmy Juice. Yeah. At the Jimmy Juice. Yeah. At the Jimmy Juice. At the Jimmy Juice, yes. Thanks. Yeah. Is, and uh, is there anything else uh, you'd like to promote – no, I thought no. this was a great podcast. Well, what I about appreciate uh, promote? Do you what about the thing? The aren't you doing a thing? Oh yeah, GoFundMe.com yeah, slash Jimmy Sun. Yeah, go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's or go to my yeah. So what is that? What is GoFundMe? Is that like just a Kickstarter type thing? I'm it's it's a, a it is a crowd it is a like crowdfunding type of thing. Uh huh. Um, but it's more of like a donation type of thing because they're at Kickstarter. Um, like there's a target. And if you hit the target, then you do the project. But if you don't hit the target, uh, you know the, the project doesn't happen, and there's no money movement. You don't get the money, but this one you get the money. This one you get money. You I take it the donations. And you the get support. the donations. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm saying, is this a touch? You know, well, is the I mean, you want people to donate, right? Absolutely. Like, GoFund www.gofundme.com forward slash jimmy sun he's crowdsourcing his comedy career that's hey you know you fucking you never know um i wish i could do that with my student loan debt uh but uh that's what you I'm got a lot of student loan debt yeah, yeah, yeah that's how i got did you to. get did you did you did you go to grad school for film i did and is that the same amount of cost as like going on an mba program would you say you think uh, i don't really know but it was like you know how much does going to film school cost? I guess it depends. It? Well, I went to Columbia, so that they charge a lot. How much? So I mean, generally, how much? Hundred grand, grand for what? Two years? No, uh, five. Five. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Full time for five years? No. It's kind of yeah, because that thesis you have your thesis years. Um, I'm being serious. I feel like you would be a great filmmaker. 
how much money do I have to pay you to work on my documentary? How, how much, much money mo- do you yeah. have? What, this, what is do you why, this is why you're not a business person. This is why you're good. Uh-huh. You're in the, that's, not the, that's not the way to negotiate, by the way. But You want me to just tell you a number? Well, just in general. Just in general, in negotiation, you don't want – that's not the response of someone like – well, you're just, uh, you know, coming and being like, I got a movie. I really, How but, much do I Because need to I pay really you? just want to be like, listen, dude. What do you I, want me to do? I want you to produce the whole thing. You want me to produce it? A direct it, produce it. And direct it. Make the contacts. Do whatever we need. If we need to film like a little short to get the publicity or something. I uh, want you to just, I want it to go Hollywood documentary mainstream. The documentary about you. Yes. Being a comedian. And having a mental illness. And having a mental illness. Become... The documentary must Wait. make me the face of the mental illness. Okay, what is the m- mental illness? Bipolar disorder. One, two, one of those. You don't know which one? Two. Bipolar disorder two. I think so. My grandma uh, d- d- definitely has bipolar. We have we have it in our family. It's genetic, definitely genetically, have but I've know, had it, I don't I've know had if those older people would be able to like, yeah. You no, know. nah, they they just my. It's been uh, number of relatives have come to me and been like yeah she's probably why do they come to you specifically uh well because i was a psych major and i was interested in that shit and like because i have depression fucking i definitely have had major depressive episodes i am much more um much more prone to be much major depressed Uh major depressive episodes Uh than on the, the mania side Uh so that's i guess we have that in common it's it's a very pain you know it's uh I think people throw the word depression around a little too much. Like, I think if you've be- seriously been depressed, you don't throw that a word around. No, like that. no, you know, you know what I don't it like is, when yeah. people, and that's that's one of the things. You know, we'll wor- you know if we worked on this documentary, we could add that as well. You, you know, that's ridiculous. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It does matter, but it doesn't. Okay. Um, all right. Let's say uh, did you afford five hundred dollars a day? How much? Day rate five hundred. Okay, forget. I that. mean, you're. T- I, I could pay you okay. two. Listen, I'll pay you two grand a day. The question what? is, you'll pay me two grand whatever, a day. I'll pay you. I'll pay you hundred grand a year. It doesn't matter. I'll put you on salary. The question is, what is the likelihood that you're gonna make it happen? Make what happen? A movie about your? Yes. Well, that I don't want just some stupid six. I want you to make it happen. Okay, so what is compelling? Here's what I need. I need you to convince me that it's I will worth get, at making the end a movie of the documentary. I will de- guarantee you death. Or jail time, or Hollywood success. You're talking about you yourself. You work the rest. Yeah. You're talking about. So yes. you're talking. You're asking me to. I've film said your, this to uh, a true documentary maker. Uh-huh. He caught his jaw kind of dropped and uh-huh. didn't take me seriously. But uh-huh. so you're saying you're you just want someone to follow you around for how long? I'm no dummy, right? Uh-huh. I understand how Hollywood works. Mm-hmm. You need a beginning, middle, and ending, and that's what the issue with following a standard comedian. There is, I could be doing it for 20 years and never get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if I promise you one of those three things, so what that's is it a good again? story. Death, jail, jail, or Hollywood success, or success. So, death, jail, or success. Okay, death, my death. jail, or success. I mean, could I kill someone else? I mean, that's how you go to jail, right? Unless you flee. No, no, no I mean the death. Well, when I say, anyway, death means other death, not your own death. Death means death to others. Well, that's what I'm trying to clarify right here, I guess. Okay, so what is it? My death. Your death. Yes. Jail time or success. Hollywood success. Hollywood success. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I don't so even know death, what you're doing at this point if I just gave success. you the ending of the movie, kind of. 
But we, we could continue. Because I want you to do all the others. I don't really want to get involved in the details. In the details? Yeah. So you just want to do you live your life and have cameras follow you around? No, no, I want to. Cre- I mean, listen, I'll play to the cameras and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know. No, you don't need to play to the cameras, but um, you—that's what you want. You want basically a documentary. A documentary meaning like you want somebody to document yeah. your day to day, everything, and then edit uh-huh. a film out of it. Yeah, with the focus on my mental illness and going at be trying to be a stand-up comedian f- slash entertainer. So the film cannot come out until after one of those three things happens, right? I mean, we'd have to work on the details as That's far as the timing. Yeah, of course it's got to be. I mean, yeah, if it's going to be in the movie, you got to. I mean, I'm not stupid, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, if it's got to be part of. I mean, I have no problems with kind of making half the movie, getting someone to give us a boatload of money and just having us depart. You know what I'm saying? But that, uh-huh. I mean, we don't really. We don't okay. really talk about that stuff right now. You know what I'm saying? All right. I just put it out on the table. I'm just putting okay. it out on the table. If halfway through the production. Uh huh. Some big wig or something so wants to take over, money, and then we, you just have the parties, and, and then we kind you of just have a lot of partying. The movie yeah, kind of goes know. by the wayside for a little bit. But Can someone long, really force me to create one of those three? It, end, and know. it's a long-term ending. You know, yeah, yeah. we're still in process of yes, shooting and editing. Okay. okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, it sounds. I, I feel like the last few minutes have been compelling enough, right? <laughs> well, let <laughs> like, me ask you a question. How does one start a doc? How does one create a documentary? I've been asking this question to everyone. I can't get the answer. Well, I feel like, um, for me, personally, personally, I feel like it. you have an interest in telling a story. And it, you, a documentary obviously differs from a fiction a film, a narrative film, and that it's supposed to be real you know there's like the idea that it's you know why i want happening. it to be a documentary also why is that because i don't really watch movies and documentaries are like the only movies i watch why, that why a documentary not a reality show why not a reality i don't care what it is oh you don't so it could be either you could be live streaming this on the web right now i kind of like having a big bang effect as far as like boom here's a documentary go watch it versus the tv you know that's that's kind of it's kind of my vision of that boom versus yeah, uh, like TV. a TV show. Like, ah, oh, you got to watch the show, like, through the whole season, like, 10 weeks. I'd rather oh, just be, like... just have one project. Be like, pow. How about yeah. just a mini... Do you think you... A mini web series. A mini documentary. Do you think you would have 10 minutes of material? You could get, come up with 10 minutes of, like, it would be compelling. Like, somebody would want to watch it. Of what, my stand-up? No, just of you, what you're describing, your life. Well, that's kind of the help I need from a filmmaker. What is compelling? You know what I'm saying? Setting it up. Like, I don't know what's compelling. You know, I don't know. Was it the, That's what I'm trying to understand is why, why do you me? want to make a film about yourself. This is a different story. From who? From a regular dude going to work in an but, office. But isn't, like, everybody, anybody who is... Everybody's not trying to be an entertainer. So beyond that... Is what is yeah. there? Because that's kind of general. You know what I mean? Like, what's the specific? The thing? specific aspect yeah. of it is we'd get corporate sponsorship as well, because <laughs> but this me. Okay, this is the big. This is the hook. Uh-huh. I have a mental illness. Okay, right. I'm so, and I, I'm somewhat of a normal person. I, I I know that's a little crazy of a statement, but I'm somewhat of a quote unquote regular person that could be sitting next to you in an office, and uh-huh. I was. And I'm somewhat, if you read my prognosis and some of my experiences and behaviors, I'm a fucking nutbag uh-huh. that at any point could have just went off the deep end and took that person sitting next to me over the deep end. And that's what I'm saying. Like, 
America's view of mental illness is the homeless wino on the street. Uh-huh. But it ain't. You look at all these school shootings, it's like regular people. That were people like, oh, I can't believe that person did that. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Why? Because you saw him go buy milk at the store for his mother? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, if mental illness, uh, the mental illness, America needs to learn more about mental illness because obviously this is creating a huge issue. It is a huge issue, and it's the most underrated aspect of a life, emotional health. So the central thing really is, is the mental illness and yes. not really the comedian thing. Yes. Okay, so. Okay. Well then, okay. Well, I feel me like also I, being Asian and not the stereotypical Asian dude that right. got married and had kids, and uh-huh. I kind of took a different path. Uh huh. People don't. I mean, yeah, I don't. So I, I think that that's a little bit of a hook. Have you thought about documenting your own life, like in just sort of with your phone or fucking? Not really. Really. So you don't want to do it yourself? No, I don't. I don't. I, I did, so, yeah, that's. A crew well, I don't, I'm not a filmmaker. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I think that that would be kind of like. Uh, it's also I only have 40 years left on this planet. It's not like I don't have. You know what I'm saying? I don't have. Like I'm not just this. Tw- I'm not just not this 20 year old saying I want to fucking do it. Do-. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, uh-huh. let me just do a couple of selfies and do these. Th-. Like no, 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 I don't have time for that. I don't have 10 years to. Right. Live that dream. I'm realistic. Death jail. I don't know success. how old you are. No, but I'm saying I don't know how old you are, but I'm uh-huh. I'm 38. I don't got. Are you 38? Yeah, I don't have time 36. to be. Yeah. yeah. So Jimmy doesn't have time, man. It's death jail or success. Death jail <laughs> <laughs> or success. I think that my title. That's what I would call this podcast. What's that's the name what of this podcast? Do you have a name? Yeah, Rosen and Kimcast. The play on the, the Kimcast. But that's me. Yeah, Rosen and Kim. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he he's making kind of a face. It's hard to tell what what his fa- yeah uh, maybe. Is it just a play on words, or is it is it supposed to be like Kim Chi Kim Cast? I, I, my last name is Kim. No, your last name is Kim. Yeah, podcast. Just, yeah. so Kim Cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it has nothing to do with Kim Chi. No, I mean you like Kim Chi. Yeah, it's do you like it? Uh, very fermented or lesser on the fermented side. You know, I used to be only very fermented, uh-huh. but now I, as I got older, I kind of appreciate uh-huh. the other side. What would be the, like the true hardcore Korean would say they like the very fermented? Would you say like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, or like the stinkiest? You know, like the what's you call it? Like tenjang, which is like uh, fermented soybean paste. Have you had like the real stinky one? You know that you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm not a big food person. Though. It's not in the food. Um, so I'm gonna wrap this up. We're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy, for having me over. It was, bit, it was cool, man. It was cool fucking talking to you. Um, podcast is good. Oh, Jimmy has a podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy has a podcast. Oh, you should also check SoundCloud, that out. the No Week Sauce podcast. Jimmy Sun. Check that out. Yeah, follow me on Twitter and all that shit. Um, and uh, cool, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Right America got a thing for this gangster shit. They love me. Black chuckers, black scully, leather pele pele. I take spit over rainbow shit. I'm a fan who got that silver duct tape on my tray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey guys. All right. So that was Jimmy Son. What did I tell you? He's a weird dude. I'm a weird dude too. It's like two weird dudes 
sitting together and you know i totally forgot i should have mentioned this beforehand but oh god we are so high so high um i don't it doesn't matter but that's what it was kind of high and it was um it was funny jimmy's hilarious because he says things these gems just fall out of his mouth like you know he'd be like do you know how life would be different for you if i played in the nba (laughs) Like, or, you know, he says the devil's not in the details. Then he admits that he hates cilantro, things like that. It's just, I don't know why to me, it's very fascinating. You know, this whole idea of, you know, live extravagantly, throw big parties, don't even show up. That sounds like a a great uh, way of living. Also, death, jail, or success. That's another great, I, I feel like he's sort of summed up a lot of his life and direction potential directions that's what it is the alternate he sort of narrowed down the amount of alternate realities there are since there are an infinite directions we could go he's taking the trajectory of his own life and sort of imagining you know and limiting those possibilities so that maybe they are more possible i don't know i mean i some half the time i feel like i'm just swimming blindly through this maelstrom of life some people have goals directed goals vision a vision in mind you know and that's admirable that's what i think so anyway jimmy mentioned the uh his podcast the jimmy juice nope no weak sauce podcast follow him on twitter at the jimmy juice and go to go 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 fundme.com gofundme.com forward slash jimmy son to fund him go fund him fund his comedy career fund um you know whatever i he has a whole thing going on so you you know he 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 needs he needs some funds so help him out help a guy out that's badger thanks badger badgers adding his two cents so anyway um oh i have a new comedy show that i'm uh putting together with my friends caleb and joe Caleb Barge, Joe Newman, both guests on this podcast. Funny comedians at Red Star in Greenpoint. Every first and third Tuesday of every month. Come out to Greenpoint. 37 Greenpoint Avenue, Red Star. Tuesday is taco night. $1 tacos, $5 nachos, $3 margaritas. You can't go wrong there. Um, The next show will be on February 3rd. Come out February 3rd. The Greenpoint. It's right off the Greenpoint Avenue stop. It's right by Transmitter Park, by the water. Uh, Greenpoint and West. And um, it's going to be a good lineup. I always have. I'll be hosting the next one. There will be um, up and coming local comedians that we have hand picked, hand picked, because they are funny. We're not doing this thing where uh, we're putting up people because they because they'll give us a spot or we owe them or you know none of that bullshit man we're trying to keep it clear and clean pure uncut underground comedy in brooklyn so come on out it's the get to the point comedy show at red star 37 greenpoint avenue next show is february 3rd if you want your comedy a little more dark and dingy a little more down and dirty the day before monday February 2nd, Auto Shrunken Head in the East Village. It's at 
14th Street and Avenue B. It's like a sort of a biker metal dive bar, tiki bar type of thing. Is there a small sort of persistent fungus odor? Sure, there's there's that. There is that. I'm not going to lie to you and say there isn't that. But could it possibly be... Could it possibly be one of the most hardcore underground workout rooms in the city where some funny motherfuckers come? Whether there's an audience or not, I don't care. I don't care if there's an audience or not. If there's no audience, all the better. We can go deeper, darker. It's where we, we, we try out some new things, but it's not an open mic, you see. It's so much different than an open mic. An open mic is open to the public. Anybody can... Any, drag of humanity any halfwit who thinks he's a comedian can come up and sign up pay money get five five minutes or whatever on stage that's not how this works that's not how this works at all this is this is curated this is quality these are funny people fucking around making shit up throwing shit on the wall seeing if it sticks and just trying to have a good time with low pressure none of this Fucking overproduced, fucking put me on the Facebook, Instagram me, and let's make this a marketing. It's all about the marketing, marketing bullshit. It's not that. It's not that. It's all about, it's all about the art, man. <laughs> it's all about the art, right? That's where it's at. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for uh, listening those of you out there who are left, I am making more things. I'm making, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's all, folks. Thanks, guys, for listening. Follow me on Twitter, at Rojan Kim. Okay. The option we ask Love's the only thing ever saved my life Don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes Fairy tales of blood and wine Turtles on the way down